Coming to you from the United States of America, this is Political Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with Rick Warren and Gordon Park. Join us as we give our opinion concerning everything dealing with politics. We don't hold back, so prepare for a no-nonsense approach to the news, and no, we don't care about your feelings. Uncensored and no sugarcoating, sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Political Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with Rick Warren and Gordon Park. Man, you know what? We have a show for you tonight that is going to blow your minds. This show is just absolutely crazy tonight. I don't even know where to begin. We've got a couple of guests on that are going to be pretty much blowing your socks off by the time we're done with this show. We're going to be talking a lot about some of the things that are going on in this world. But first of all, I'm going to let you all know that the people we have on a night are also into the paranormal, which leads to a very interesting show because as everybody knows, all of us here also do a show involving the paranormal with the uh, paranormal analytical. But says we're waiting to go live. We are looking at a couple of gentlemen that have a book, and they're also working on a film based off that book. And I guess you all are going to be wondering, what are a couple of other paranormal guys doing on a political show? And that's where it's going to get interesting, because we're going to be bringing that up to you guys. And uh, we're going to be pulling them up right now. And... There they are. And we have Jason McLeod, uh, who's uh, in the black T-shirt that says, I'm a renegade. And he is one of the authors to the book and also screenwriter working on the film itself. And we also have Dennis Higgins, who's sitting right next to him, who's the other author of the book. And Dennis and Jason, say hello. I'm hoping they can hear me. We can't hear anybody. Can you hear us? There we go. We heard you there. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you both of you guys. Good, good. Can Can you all hear me? Nope, they can't hear you, Eddie. Can you hear me? No, I can only can only see. We only see you and hear you. Okay. Uh, go ahead and finish the introduction, Gordon. I'm going to jump out and jump back in because this right here is not working out for me for whatever reason. All right, you got it. So Jason McLeod is uh, the idea and where the idea for this all came from. How did you start on the journey that is this book? Well, it was uh, it was um, quite a journey, and I didn't really know that I was on this journey until I uh, I lost everything in my life, everything, my job, my finance, everything was just gone. Basically, the only thing I had left was my clothes. And I'm like, what the heck happened here? So you start doing some soul searching. And when I did that, I started reading things. 
looking at watching videos and things like that. And I stumbled across, uh, actually a friend of mine gave me um, a video uh, called Bringers of the Dawn, written by Barbara Marciniak. And what that is about is there is an extraterrestrial presence here and they're trying to guide us into this awakening that is happening right now. And this happened back in 2005. And it is not the easiest reading in the world, so I had to, it's extremely spiritual, very metaphysical. And so I had to really read it time and time again until I got their message. And I thought, what a fantastic message this is. What we should do is make a movie out of this so that just the general public will be able to understand it and wake and awaken them on a global scale. So that's what my intention uh, was and still is. And it's doing pretty well. Okay, Jason, how did you get, uh, when did you when did you get involved with this? How did you guys meet? Fill us in a little bit about that. Sure, I'm in Austin, Texas. I um, have several different groups I attend weekly. This happened to be a group called the Circle of Intention. It's a meditation circle uh, of awake and aware people who basically get together and talk about world events and so forth and intend the best possible outcome. And Dennis uh, came to the circle. I'm not sure quite how he found his way there, but uh, he was always talking about his screenplay. And I asked uh, a little bit more about it, and he gave me a copy to read. And I said, man, I would love to be able to expand upon this screenplay um, with all of the knowledge that I've obtained throughout the years, in my 30 years working in the paranormal, uh, but also studying metaphysics and so forth. And so we actually partnered together. Uh, he actually read a bit of my Dark Siege, a Connecticut Family's Nightmare book, which was my debut novel. And uh, like the way I wrote and the way I create, I have a cinematic writing style. And uh, even though it's a it's a work, you know, a, a novel, and I decided we can recreate this um, and make it um, much more complete and uh, also easily digestible. For the general public and really it's it is a book to it's a uh, red pill book if you've heard of the term red pilling someone right yeah and um it's you're easily drawn into it and it exposes you know this this entire system that we live in which is completely orchestrated by a force that's beyond the range of our perception to our ability to perceive so the gnostics in the second century would use psychoactive potions, whatever that was, an herbal tea brew, like an ayahuasca formula or something like that, and they would do it together, and they would actually expand their consciousness outside of their physical um, 3D reality that, they're, that we're all accustomed to, and they perceived what they described as the Demi-Urge or the Lord Archon, which was this demented, artificial, imposter deity, which had basically uh, come and, and recreated... He, they can't create anything, but they um, distorted, made a distorted version of the high-frequency Earth that we know we should all be in, where it's like the Avatar Earth, where everybody is connected, everybody is filled with love and compassion. There's no uh, uh, greed or illness or disease or, or um, lack of abundance, but... Uh, it's the place that we all yearn to be in the place that we all hope we go to when we leave this body. But they described these entities that actually were working as minions for this Demi-Urge, D-E-M-I-U-R-G-E, or Lord Archon, 
um, and this is where the, the Lord comes from. Um, but these entities were the demons or, or the jinn or the cheetah ori, uh, the watchers, the flyers. It goes all the way back to the Sumerian uh, times when the Anunnaki were allegedly here genetically engineering mankind, uh, the human form. Now, um, so this book, Renegade of Light, begins with the creation of the soul information. You know, we're, we're all individuated aspects of the one infinite creator. We're all the same consciousness, but we're all experiencing our own little tiny sliver of it. And uh, it, it starts right from there and goes all the way down into the part where basically these 23 races of extraterrestrials genetically engineered the human form as they do continually all over the place and within the galaxy and the universe and so forth. They genetically engineered the actual bodies that our consciousness can use or utilize in the specific realms that they decide to incarnate into. It's, it's, really, it's really deep. So we basically are saying that we were not created by God but we were created by, as he said, um, the cumulative of these 23 um, very sophisticated, brilliant um, races in, an, in a, an experiment of life. And that's where the human race came from, the DNA of these species. So the, 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 what, the bodies, right. like, not our consciousness. Our consciousness is created by the one creator. The physical bodies throughout the universe are created by these genetic engineers. So basically, it's kind of a god, but it's a—it's basically a god of a different species. In other words, they're more advanced than us. That's why I say god. Correct. Well, yeah, these are these are ETs. These are just you know right. beings that are in, and they're from multiple dimensions. We're only familiar with the third dimension. So, but just to clarify, um, the the one creator of all of all things created our souls. But these genetic engineers make bodies and forms that are more suitable to the planets that they've basically they're working on and they're working with and so forth. But uh, David Ike did a brilliant job of explaining that the human eyes are only able to perceive visible light, which is less than one percent of the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm -hmm. So we're as blind as blind as can be, and yet we say if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. But we know we have we have there's energies all around us we can't perceive. We have auric fields that have different layers to them and so forth, different and colors, frequency. Well, so, mathematically, it's proven that there are numerous, numerous dimensions. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and I just want to let everybody in the audience understand, this show right now, this one we have going on right here is very unique to a political show because what we're doing is we're giving you a background concerning what these guys are doing, what some of their projects are, and how they became involved in all of this, but how the politics side of it's going to kind of mesh within all of this here, and you're going to find that out in just a moment. Yes. Um, th this is getting really interesting, guys. Now, mm -hmm. real quick, tell us a little bit more about how you're working on the, on the film aspect and what you're looking for. The film part of this is... That's the hard part because that requires money. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so what I am doing now is, and I've spoken to a lot of people in the film industry, and there's a lot of people in the film industry who are, they're leaving Hollywood because of all the 
satanic things that are going on in Hollywood that is being exposed right now, which is also exposed in this story. Not to that great detail, but I go further down the, the, uh, the rabbit hole. Yeah, it goes further. It goes deeper. And I get to the very end of it. And people are going to be shocked when they find out what is really there. But um, I am finding people who are... Uh, Jason just gave me a, a video of some guy, a producer in Hollywood. I called him today and I left him a message. I'd love to hook up with him. And he knows what's going on. The things that are going on in this world is going to be shocking to everybody. Um, but they are real and they are true. And he is a producer and I would like to... Uh, I am going to reach out to him and say, listen, I'm on the same page as you. I don't know if you've seen the, the documentary called Out of Shadows. Yeah, we were just talking about that. It went viral. Within five days, it had eight million views. And That's it insane. very revealing. I contacted one of the producers, and I talked to him about my story. And he loves it. And he goes, he says, uh, I... I you have to call me later on during the year because my phone is ringing off the hook since this documentary came out. Now, let so, me let me bring this up to you guys real quick. Uh, Kurt Martinez, he says, basically, God said, let's create man in our image. And this is coming from our chat. So I'll be reading off different chat questions and, and things of that nature as we go on. So uh, what, what's your uh, response to that, guys? So let us create man in our image. So who are, who are we talking about? He said, basically, Jesus. God says, let's create man in our image. So he and, says, let's. Who's yeah. he speaking with? Let us. So this is plural. So right. I, after we, this is a very great question. Thank you. After we released the book, or actually it was somebody, you pasted an ad in the newspaper. Somebody contacted me who is a Hebrew scholar. And he said, every high-ranking bishop and every high-ranking rabbi knows full well that it is the Ramesh, which are these reptilian geneticists that have created the Homo sapiens form. And that this is the same beings that have been described as the Anunnaki through Zechariah Sitchin's work, um, those who from heaven to earth came and so forth. So when, the, when God or whoever is being portrayed as the God of the Bible is saying, let us create man in our image, He's talking to the other gods around him or the other ETs. Correct. So the, the one infinite, I call it the one infinite creator because it is the nameless, formless, all that is that created all of our souls. And we have very advanced geneticists who they call the Remesh, um, who are the ones that genetically engineered the physical form. So we're doing that now. I mean, and, and in the Bible, they talked about they were they were creating chimeras, which are hybrid beings. And, and God, whoever the God of the Bible was, said, you know, that's not acceptable and we're going to destroy it. So, I mean, we're doing genetic experiments now. We're creating cloned forms. We're, we're mixing different genetic species. So it can't be for, uh, really out of the realm of belief that beings that, are, that have a, a head start on us by thousands or millions of years of evolution don't have the ability to create or genetically engineer entities. So for instance, you have a desert planet that we, we discover. We have to create something that could survive a harsh desert environment. So let's take an earth crocodile and let's take an, uh, an earth um, 
rhinoceros and let's blend them and create this unique entity that can actually survive and thrive in that environment. Right. What you're doing is you're kind of mixing like a genetic soup. Sure. And they are genetic masters. Yeah. So when you get into the Pleiadian stories from Barbara Marciniak and others, Whitley Strieber has the book Communion, of course. And I mean, um, Dr. Stephen Greer with the Disclosure Project, David Wilcock, you have all these secret space program for information from all these different civilizations, including the Mayans, who apparently became uh, travelers through space and actually left and actually expanded and colonized and so forth. Um, you have these different groups that are then off planet doing things and we are completely oblivious to it. And the reason we're oblivious to it is because it's not that people don't believe in extraterrestrials or UFOs. Most of the population actually has the capacity to understand that we can't possibly be alone in this vast universe. Well, it's but mathematically it's not, impossible. I mean, if you think about it, Jason. Of course, of course. So it's not that, oh gosh, ETs exist, but then you ask the question like Dr. Stephen Greer posed, which is the reason they, those who are in power want to hide the information from us. So if, if they exist, what kind of technology do they have and how do they get here across such great distances? And what would that mean to our iron grip on oil and coal and natural gas when all of those things become irrelevant overnight when you have a craft that uses um, uh, energy like Tesla tried to bring to the world? which is free energy from the fabric of the space and time around us, the space time around us, and the, uh, all the technology that goes along with that. So it's, it's a system of control that's keeping everybody in the dark, even though we all believe that we you know, see things. Some, so many people have actually seen craft now, especially in this day and age. Um, yeah, more and more. As a matter of fact, the Pentagon just came out, and they're creating another uh, task force, if you will, similar to Blue Book. Uh, yeah. to start investigating the, the threat of a UFO. That's what they're looking at now, or I shouldn't say UFO anymore. They're, they're not considered UFOs. Uh, but yeah. uh, they're, uh, they're looking at these things as a possible threat. Now, are you all aware of Project Bluebeam? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you think that something like that might be in the works? Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to talk to everybody a little bit about Bluebeam and why you feel that way? Sure. So Blue Beam, it's basically they can create a giant holographic pizza in the sky and it would make your mouth water because you think it's so real. And it's been said that we live in nothing but a holographic computer simulation as it is by many, many, many thinkers and scientists um, that we live in a massive um, experiment like a holodeck on the Star Trek Next Generation Enterprise, right? We just, we just create the parameters and we get to go experience it. So if we're infinite consciousness... Who is it? Who exists? Who existed before we incarnated into these bodies, and will exist absolutely when our bodies fail? Um, and we're we're multidimensional beings, which of course we are. Um, we want to go and experience certain things that only a three D or what we appear to be, what appears to be a physical reality offers. So um, when you look at the fact that you have, well, we've gone really deep stuff, like, oh, let's see. Um, so they can, what the plan is, according to Werner von Braun on his deathbed, uh, he said they're going to do three things. One is, first is going to be terrorists. 
then there's going to be an asteroid threat, then there's going to be the extraterrestrial threat, threat, and it's all a lie, he said. And it's just a way to create a new enemy that we all need to fear uh, because they want to keep us all divided. So that's a very pertinent point, especially right this very moment where you have Black Lives Matter, you have defund the police, you have black against white, and you know any number of those ways to divide and conquer the human race, which they've been doing since the beginning and they'll continue to do. They're going to use uh, Project Bluebeam to broadcast simultaneously across the world every religious leader or icon relevant to that part of the world simultaneously. We'll all have these visions of God, our creator, or our Messiah, or our, you know, uh, whoever, you got whoever, whoever it is, um, to trick us. And we won't be able to d d discern whether or not it's real or not. You know, we can have all kinds of different spacecraft being, you know, created using these holographic simulations. Um, they can make it appear like they're destroying places like we're under attack and you'll believe it because they'll look it's they'll look solid and real so all that we have to do at, at that point is really not trust our gut but trust our heart and ask our creator for divine guidance and and, and um, the ability to discern through it if it's a lie because it, it's that's something that could be really really dangerous absolutely um, and here's the here's the other thing I want to make a point of is with everything going on right now, if uh, Project Project Bluebeam was real and it's something that's going to take place at any point in time, right now would be the time to implement it because of the disarray that's taking place. Because let's face it, it's not going to take too much more to push to push people over the edge. Mm -hmm. And they're quest and want for this one world government that they're fighting for that everybody is saying oh well we want uh marxism we want uh all the libertarianism we want all this kind of stuff taking place uh we've got people burning and pillaging and shooting and and killing and all this stuff going on around the united states what would it take to push people over the edge now plus we got the covid virus so we've got all this stuff taking place. If Project Blue Beam was implemented, I think that would probably put people in a complete chaos, complete panic, complete uproar. But and people are awakening. They're waking up. They're, they're awakening in masses. Um, what's happening to the, the controllers of this earth, which is the reptilians, they're losing control of us. We are expanding, we are uh, evolving into a uh, greater consciousness, and they see that. And so what they have to do is implement fear. And that's what they're doing. You see it in the media, you see it everywhere. Just turn the TV on, mm -hmm. you see it everywhere. So they are trying to get us back. They're trying to recapture us with fear. Right. They feed off this fear, they feed off of it. And that's where this adrenochrome comes into the, to play, and that's really a major portion, major part of this book is an adrenochrome, A-D-R-E-N-O-C-H-R-O-M-E, or adrena for adrenal, A-D-R-N-A-C-H-R-O-M-E, right. is terror-infused blood that these beings actually consume, believe it or not. And that's it, But it goes back to the ancient stories of vampirism, way, 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 way back. It goes back to the Mayas and the Aztec 
who are uh, sacrificing people onto altars, letting their blood run down in troughs and so forth. They need to just discard it. But it's it's terror-infused blood of tiny infants and children, and that's the most disturbing and disgusting part about this whole thing. And uh, it's, it's a trade. It's the most despicable worldwide trade going on through every country and and every prime minister and every crown prince it goes to the queen it goes to the pope and what's interesting is the google sensors went down about a month and a half ago and you're actually able to type in adrenochrome which you can do right now on google and actually find information about this but it's terror infused blood but what's been happening is, is all these child trafficking networks, these, it's a, and it's a satanic child sacrifice organ harvesting network, blood harvesting network, have been being taken down and obliterated by our current administration and the military. And so they're desperate to get, to get the fear going again because they need the fear. And the, their worst nightmare is all of us, blacks and whites and rich and poor, Everywhere in this country, their worst nightmare is all of us coming together in unity and not buying into this BS anymore and coming together and standing against this darkness. And that will actually help eliminate them from our reality. Um, but these entities thrive on fear. And, it, and the reason I got involved in this, because it's so similar, is the demonic aspects. And Dark Siege, A Connecticut Family's Nightmare was the first book I wrote, and it was the most terrifying case I'd ever investigated in 30 years, but it deals with demonic entities. But what are the demonic entities described as in ancient texts? Reptilian, cloven-hooved, scaly-fleshed, reptilian-eyed beings, you know, and they're described world, the world over, from China to, to the British Isles to, to Africa, uh, everywhere. They're described as the same types of entities. And this right. is what we're dealing with. We can't see them because we can only see 1% of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is visible light. So genuine psychics can see a little bit more than we can. But we're dealing with an hit, a hidden enemy. And there's, there's been a lot of names being used by our president um, that people don't quite understand unless they're really paying attention. The hidden enemy is not referring, is not referring to COVID. It's referring to these beings, and it's it's the, the fence or the, the wall that is being created is multifaceted. It's not just a physical wall, but it's an electromagnetic fence to try to stop them from doing what they're doing uh, by affecting us in these emotional ways. But um, it's man, it's deep, deep stuff. It's well, well, uh, it's it's hours and hours worth of uh, conversation for sure. Um, Rick, uh, what what do you think of all this? Uh, what they're talking about from a Native American standpoint. Um, I understand part of what they're saying because in uh, the native in the native world, said Rick. Rick, who's Rick? Um, there was a lot. I'm Rick. Oh, I guess it's a third moderator. Oh. Are you? Uh, are you there? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Keep okay. going, Rick. Um, from a Native American standpoint, a lot of this has been uh, tried and trued with the um, essence of what they're talking about, um, the uh, different styles and different types of peoples. Uh, the ant people was one example uh, of creation. The sky people. Um, I'm wondering if they can reconcile. Follow soon. 
every people, all the religions and everything else like that, if they can reconcile all of the religions to, to this viewpoint of where there is a collective point of actually beginning a human race. And how far back does that go, Eddie? Oh, it, way, way back. I mean, further back than I think what most scientists actually believe. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, Go ahead. I want to I, I want to hear some more. Okay. Real quick, uh, Gordon, what do you think so far on everything that they've talked about? It's interesting. It's an interesting foundation. Um, I, I'm interested to hear more about where the foundation is actually coming from, where the faction, where the foundation is laid. A uh, little bit about my background for these guys is I am the son of a, I am the a son of a Southern Baptist preacher, so some of this is kind of hmm. so. Um, Forget even more that way. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear a little bit more. Uh, okay. Well, let me tell you about the story. There's uh, a very good backdrop that uh, Jason provided. Um, so here's where we're going with this story is. Um, we were not created by God, but by these incredible our bodies, being, right. our bodies, right? Our, our physical self, um, but by the DNA of these incredible beings. And we were on earth living in paradise. And I think the Bible pretty much quantifies that too. They're very specific that we lived in paradise. Um, and then, there was a great war in space where these reptilian beings invaded Earth. The, the Bible would call it the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Very symbolic. But they, they, they beat, they won the battle, and then they took possession of the Earth and all of its inhabitants. And they saw that we were such a sophisticated race that they could not control us. So they dumbed down, being master geneticists, they dumbed down our DNA from a 12-stranded helix to the double-stranded helix that we are today. And once we came out of it, that's like coming out of a coma. They created all of the control systems in this world, all of them. Banking, uh, finance, business, government, religion, everything. And they did it so that they can... Um, so that we would be at, at war with each other. And this war creates a negative energy. Fear. Loosh. Loosh. It's food for them. Mm -hmm. Now, these are extra, uh, these, these reptilian beings, they operate behind the scenes in another dimension, the fourth dimension. We are three-dimensional. Everything is tangible. We touch. We, everything is physical here. This is our dimension they work in another dimension where we can't see them because they are of a lesser density. So we can't see them. They are outside of our perception. And they created all of our, uh, everything that is, that we provide them is uh, for fear. Fear and anger and hatred. And you see it all over the place. We are feeding them. They are living off of us. Well, They're like... They're like vampires. That's what, that's what the Gnostics described them as, is these interdimensional parasites. And if you want to read, in fact, Go ahead. the Nag Hammadi scriptures, which were discovered 
Um, this is the Bible. This is the Dungeons and Dragons version of the Holy Bible. Okay. There's no way I could describe it. It is so complete and so wild <laughs> where they go into describing the four luminaries that are surrounding the throne of God and, and all of the, the uh, books that were not included in the version, current version of the Bible and so forth. But it's the non-Kamadi scriptures, and it's the lost, uh, it's uh, lost books of, of Jesus, of uh, Judith, Enoch, which was never put into the the Bible, and that that was a story about reincarnation and so forth. So, you know, we've been basically the human race has been controlled um, simply by uh, withholding information from us. So we're. You know, if you have, if you look at the world, right, and if, if you were born the son of a, a Southern Baptist, right, but what do you think, if you were born in Mecca instead, what do you think the likelihood is that you would have been a Muslim? Well, I'm sure pretty good. 100%. So what they've done is, very successfully, is they've divided us again through religion. They put it, they, they've separated us into regions. We have, we're not one human race. We are, we're a uh, multitude of races. We're complete, we're vast genetic differences in from, from Asians and Africans and Caucasians and, and uh, Latinos and so forth. It's a, it's a, we're in a melting pot, but people are divided all among, all along the world in different regions. They're provided with, you know, the, the Indians are provided with all of their, you know, different deities and demigods and so forth. And, you know, everybody's going to be at war with each other. So when, when they use Project Bluebeam to further divide everybody, you know, my God is the only God and my God is the only way. And, you know, they'll fight to the death in many cases. I'm talking about somebody just saying, right. saying, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, it's, it's, it's game over for all of these dark forces, whatever, whatever they are and wherever they're from. If we all come together and say, listen, we are all children of the one creator Right. We're all here as expressions of the creator. Um, we all matter. All lives matter. All life matters. You know, what are the 10? You know, do not kill. You know, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> it can't get any more simpler than that. You know, no if we, but if we with people, when people come to understand the the unbelievable sex trafficking that is going on in this world and this goes far beyond a, even pedophilia, which is child love, prepubescent children. This goes into the agonizing rape and torture and maiming and satanic sacrifice, blood draining, and then finally organ harvesting, which is a trade that is just even more diabolical. It's just as diabolical. But this is going on all over the world. It's going on underground. And if we can't all come together to stand against that, you know, then something's wrong with us. But and if we if we turn our cheek and say, "Oh, this can't be happening because it's too monstrous," that's what they're counting on because it is so monstrous that it it, it just you can't even. That's how they've been getting it. away with right. it so long. Now, now I I just heard the other day something about the fact that they're they would actually do the torture on these children and so forth in order to activate the perineal gland in order to activate that one that one drug or that narcotic which is created by the perineal gland itself adrenochrome that's what it is and they it's actually a life serum for these negative entities they actually they actually benefit from taking in this incredibly negative 
terror-infused blood, and it actually regenerates their body so they can maintain their form. And it gets bizarre, right? Because the, uh, David Icke talked about, uh, and Credo Mutwa talked about, the, the Zulu Shaman talked about seeing these overlays, right? They say, if we're all physical, then it makes no sense that anybody can shapeshift, right? But if we're in a giant holographic simulation, and everything is just frequency and vibration, then you know quantum physics has turned Newtonian physics on its ear and made us all realize that none of this is real. None of this is solid. This is just an, ele an electromagnetic state. This table is an electromagnetic state, as is my hand, an electromagnetic state. And they're so similar that they will collide with each other. But if we were to raise our vibrations significantly or see that the space in between all of these molecules is so vast that we should be able to pass right through this physical object, we start to really think about what our reality consists of and, and you know, who is around us and what is interacting with us and uh, the entities that, that use this um, loosh, L-O-O-S-H, is the term for this, this uh, energetic so you have the physical blood, which is one aspect, and then you have the, the, all the emotion that goes with it. So the terror and the fear um, and all those negative emotions. That's why they have all the horror movies, and that's why all the negative entities and all these negative hauntings do nothing but isolate and terrorize the weakest link in the family, for instance, and cause them to emit as much fear as possible. Now, the opposite of fear is love. The highest vibration, I would say, is love, but I would, I would say it's actually heart-centered compassion instead. And that is a vibratory rate as well, or state, and you actually will push these negative forces away versus drawing them in by sh instead of shivering in fear and so forth. That's what all these movies are designed to do, um, and to siphon all the fear out of these locations, and it's, they're actually collecting it. it, and it sounds it, We probably sound completely nuts no actually you don't uh but, but real quick kurt martinez says is there a fountain of youth i'm going to read a couple of these real quick here um and then uh we also have he also asked uh movie matrix described it well so um is there a fountain of youth first of all and is this kind of like the matrix and we got to hurry because we are uh getting close to time and i want to get more into the political side of all this uh yeah. Uh, as soon as you get done with that question. A fountain of youth, I don't know. I've never found it. I would say that we were created that way with 12 strands of DNA. Now, this is a very interesting aspect of this story because there's a great collective event that happened in, in the, uh, the center of our galaxy back in uh, 1988. There's a massive explosion of light energy that emitted and is reaching out to Earth. And now, and what is our, our closest sun? Proxima uh, Centauri. It hit that, it, that light hit that sun two years ago in July. Which caused it to flash. And that's right. what David Ike, or David Wilcock was elated about because it was actually scientific proof that we're getting this ascension wave, which is coming from the suns. So the galactic central sun, which is the central sun of our galaxy, flashed. And then the actual suns, as it hits those suns, they get hit by this energy and they flash and they basically affect all life in their solar system and it's supposed to be coming to hit earth and when it hits earth's sun that will flash and affect everything in this solar system so every every planet in the solar system has been heating up and that's what the cause of global warming is it's not 
you know, humans and it's not cows doing what cows do. <laughs> you know, it's a galactic, we're, we're dealing with galactic events, we're dealing with interdimensional beings, we're, we're dealing with nefarious dark entities, we're dealing with a shift in consciousness, the great awakening, which gets into the political arena. Um, and uh, our, our awareness to understand that, hey, we're not the body, we're not the name, we're not our career, we're not our age, we're not the color of our skin, uh, we're not our political affiliation. Those are just aspects of the current lifetime experience that we're having. We are eternal fields of awareness that have always existed since we were created by our creator, um, and we will continue to go on. No matter what happens to this body, we will go on. And uh, there have been so many near-death experience studies and uh, hypnosis experts that have come through, including that neurosurgeon who had, his, had brain surgery and all of his mm -hmm. colleagues. These are all scientists, left brain scientists, mind you, who said there's no way that this guy had his experiences um, unless it truly is a, a true spiritual experience that he had. Right. So what this now, light is doing in the story is it permeates the uh, the atmosphere and it goes into the body of this corrupt police detective and it it starts to rejuvenate his DNA so he's he's going from back to from a, a two-stranded helix to a 12-stranded helix and he notices when that happens he doesn't know what's going on but he finds himself entering into other dimensions and he didn't find that's when he sees these reptilians controlling humanity so basically his job is to very reluctantly is to um is to defeat these reptilians and bring humanity and into, save save all the kids right right the, the now uh, being used i need to make a correction kurt uh was when we t was talking about the fountain of youth he wasn't asking a question he was basically making a statement saying adrenochrome is the fountain of youth for the diabolical oh, the dark forces yeah absolutely okay. so the, uh since we are that, we are getting sorry. close i want to use the rest of the time that we have right now to jump into the political part of all this and how all of this kind of merges together and you know how, how does you know how does it all fit together now we're dealing with forces that have controlled humanity for millennia and they have provided us with our political candidates you know they're all connected uh and it's like choosing between mcdonald's and burger king and wendy's you know it's 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 all the junk food but it's we only have it's the illusion of choice and that's another great david ike um i encourage you to read david ike's material i-c-k-e he's from britain he's amazing but i believe that it was, and I have information that it was the military intelligence, the good people within the military who had been trying for a long time to defeat this cabal, this satanic Luciferian deep cabal, state. deep state cabal. JFK warned us about this, and he's he not only warned us about it, and he not only mentioned the use, use the word conspiracy, he said we are faced with a, a monumental conspiracy. And he was describing this this uh, this uh, military force, uh, which Dwight Eisenhower informed him about the military industrial complex. They had no idea how powerful it got, and JFK was going to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces. And he was shown with a bullet 
how powerful this force really is. And I happen to believe that JFK Jr. is still alive and he faked his own death. There's been plenty of video evidence about that. I've had special, I've had um, expert photograph analyzers uh, comparing Vincent Fausca, the, the character that's being portrayed as Vincent, Vincent Fausca and his wife are none other than JFK Jr. and his wife. Uh, and they've had to fake their own deaths because of this, the terror, the threat that this deep state posed, but that he will be revealed in short order, either as Trump's running mate or as the next. Um, there's no, there's not going to be another president. And Trump said, I am, you know, extremely pleased to be your last president, because what we're going to have when the deep state is destroyed, and I, I believe it is a when, not an if, is the next individual that will hold the the highest office in our country will be the national secretary. There'll be no more president because this was this is a, a a massive fraud that's been perpetrated on our on our country since the time of Abraham Lincoln, where we have a corporation instead of an actual lawful government on the land and soil jurisdiction of our country. This is all corporations posing as governments, and they're all being dismantled. And that's what the whole message was from the beginning: is returning the power to the people, and uh, the military actually asked Donald Trump to run because he's the only man that could have financed his own campaign. They didn't have the money. Uh, well, let, me, um, let me ask you a question. You referred to our political candidates as, as you know, the difference between McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Sure. Until Trump came. Is, until is, Trump came. Until Trump came along. So if Trump is truly going through and breaking all these heads open and crushing out the the dark conspiracists and and getting rid of and bringing all the rest of us to light, is it fair to assume that um, if if these entities are as strong and as powerful as you say that they are, why hasn't there been an attempt on Trump? Because he's protected. I believe he's fully protected by, by the positive forces that are operating outside of our range of perception. Absolutely. Um, absolutely convinced of that. And that this is actually something that's uh, been destined to happen. And I believe there's a, there's a massive force that is actually working for the good guys um, or the white hats that is that is beyond our understanding at this point, but will re, it will be revealed. Another key thing here is that when the deep state is destroyed, he mentioned unlocking the secrets of space, for instance, during his inaugural address and, and the, the State of the Union address. He also talked about over 600 patents that have been held back, technologies that are life-changing technologies that'll change our world overnight, that have been held or suppressed by the previous administrations under national security, which is not really national security, it's for their security. Um, to prevent the people from having access because it breaks their stranglehold on us regarding free energy, regarding healing technologies that will eliminate any disease, including cancer, the secret space program. People are all talking about these med pods that can actually, uh, they call it 20 and back, where the people that serve in these secret space programs are actually age regressed back to the point that, what, that they were before they actually went and worked for the space program. So they're actually coming back and you can age regress the body. And that sounds fantastical. 
I don't know, I've never seen it, obviously, but apparently all these technologies will be released. Free energy devices, stuff that make will make Star Trek technology look like antiques. And we'll have, well, we, should have, we should have been living in the Jetsons or Star Trek era since 1947, when they first mm-hmm. recovered the first craft. So, for instance, about the technologies, during the, the Roswell craft, uh, Colonel Corso wrote a book called The Day After Roswell, and he actually described the technologies that were obtained from this craft. Microwave technology, seated into Westinghouse, um, fiber optic technology, uh, and there were uh, oh, the first microchips. You know, we had instant uh, technology coming out as far as the whole personal computing, you know, platforms and so forth. But those are just, I mean, those are just, those were all life-changing technologies, but they seeded them into the corporations so that they really could legally keep them from the people under patents and so forth. And that's why they patented them. But I think we're going to have massive change in the next couple of months, and it's going to get really rocky I believe because this is a this deep state is a is a caged animal. They're terrified. They're going to do whatever they can to try to stop, you know, people from waking up and from coming together, which is the most important threat that they have. But we're going to have massive release of technologies, and we're going to we should be having a jubilee. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of Nessar or Jessar, which is global or national economic uh, reset using asset-backed currencies, not just gold, but a, a basket of assets getting rid of this fake funny money that we're using, which is nothing more than debt instruments. It's all, we've been all sold a bill of goods since the time we were born. And you know, that the old people that are living now will know that back in 1933, when they basically were forced to give up all their gold, you know, sometimes even at gunpoint and, uh, all the true wealth has been stolen from us and kept from us, and all we're doing is keeping the system going using this fiat, fiat fake currency, which doesn't mean there's nothing backing it. So you're talking about a global currency? It'll be a global currency. Apparently it's going to be the rainbow currency for some reason. That's what it's going to be called. It's, it's asset-backed. It's going to be gold-backed currencies, not just petrodollar currencies and so forth. And the whole petro, here's an interesting thing to ponder is that Oil is a naturally occurring lubricant for the planet, and it is self-perpetuating. It can constantly regenerates. There's no finite oil fields in the in the world that are just going to be dried up, and then we have no oil anymore. It's all the illusion of scarcity. We have enough. If you want to watch a great movie, it's called Thrive. What on earth will it take? And it's free. And we should be living in a world of abundance and happiness and joy and kindness and cooperation and bliss and love. But we're we're just we're kept in the dark and we're kept divided and conquered controlled. and controlled and now we're all trembling in fear about an invisible virus that you know is less lethal than the average flu. You know, they've never shut down travel. They've never socially distanced before, ever. You don't isolate healthy people for a virus that has less than a one percent death rate. It's such unbelievable control. And the masks that people are wearing, the cloth mask, if you wear a cloth mask, you are, and I'm sorry if you guys do, it does nothing. You're not blocking any virus. It's like using a a chain link fence to stop a mosquito from coming through. Even the surgical masks don't block viruses. The N95s don't block viruses. They're made for contaminated environments. They have no exhalation filter. So the person you'll be sick as a dog with whatever he has 
and he's exhaling it in any grocery store he goes into or any restaurant he goes into. There's no protection for anybody else. The surgical masks are made for sterile environments. They don't block viruses. They're, they're warned to prevent the doctor from spitting or spittling or coughing on the patient as they're being operated on and so forth. But these, this whole mask nonsense is, is the most epic nonsense there is. Okay. Eddie, Rick, what do you think? Me? You know, um, on our paranormal show. We can only see two of you guys on our screen. Oh. Well, the thing I'd like to add is that um, as uh, big of a challenge it is for humanity to defeat this deep state, once we do defeat them, the game's not over. Because these reptilians are going to enter our dimension. When they see that they have lost, they're coming back. And we are warned that that's going to happen by, by these Pleiadian um, um, cousins of ours. So it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. But it's going to get really, it's going to be, <laughs> there is light at the end of the tunnel and it is beautiful. Just the, the closing message I have for everybody is just center yourself and re realize that the love of our creator is within our hearts. And instead of gluing ourselves to the televisions and watching the fear-mongering going on and the looting and the rioting and the, the BLM and the Antifa and the virus and the masks and the social distancing and the terror, just radiate as much love as you can from your heart as often as you can think about it because we're raising our vibration that way. We're also pushing these negative forces away. And it's the same thing I do in the paranormal cases that I investigate and so forth when I'm dealing with these families. Don't be full of fear thinking that there's something there that's going to come after you, even though it might be, but just know that you are protected fully from, you know, by our God, by our creator. We're all children of our, of the one creator. Love is the weapon of choice. Well, Eddie, final thoughts for tonight. We've got about five minutes left, bud. <laughs> that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> there's a third person. That they put there. Oh. Speaking of. Eddie. Eddie, can you hear us? We can't hear you. Rick, let's get thrown back to you. What do you think? Well, right. I, for one, have found this quite interesting and quite um, enlightening. Um, I'm going to go back through this tape. Oh, I'm going to go back through this show. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to um, save my opinion for later on when I can actually have a time to actually digest and actually um, comprehend what the hell these people are talking about. Okay, fair enough. Eddie, can we hear you yet? I hope you can. Can you hear me? There you are. Okay, so here's there the thing. You, I, you know, a lot of what they're talking about, I totally uh, agree with, and it deals a lot with the same aspect as far as the ancient Sumerians and what's been taught and what's been coming. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, like uh, Project Blue Beam and all that, I think this is one great big conspiracy that's taking place. And I think that as long as we keep that in mind and we're not, I, I guess, taken back by something out of the ordinary happening, I think we can pretty well hold everything together and, and beat this thing in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that... There, there's so much information that uh, Jason and Dennis have that this isn't something that can just be taken in on one show. No. 
I mean, this is this is just an hour long right. show right now, and and I don't think we can get it all in on one show. I think we're going to need to do probably uh, two or three more shows uh, with them to to finally get everything in that they've got invested into all this. I mean, that let's let's face it. I mean, when you're talking the amount of information that's taking place that they're trying to relay to us it's very difficult for anybody to digest all this at one time mm-hmm. especially well, somebody who hadn't done any uh st- who ha- who haven't studied any of this to begin with mm-hmm. i'll tell you any um for your viewers if you really if they really want to get a head start on on this kind of knowledge and this type of stories just go onto my website at www.renegadeoflight.com um i got a presentation there i got a movie trailer uh everything um uh, press releases and it'll really give people a head start and they could always go onto amazon and and get the book it's only 10 bucks i agree and what we'll do is we'll go ahead and put that in the description as well and uh it, it's uh this is a lot to digest guys if there's anything yeah, else that you want to put forth where people can come look at this and read up on it maybe next time because we've got a lot of loyal uh listeners and viewers and maybe give them something to start studying on a little bit so that the next time they can be a little bit more prepared because i kind of blindsided them sure i'd like to give you my website as well um, it's got <laughs> lots of information in it it's got you can order any of the books on that website too uh it's mcleod M-C-L-E-O-D metaphysics M-E-T-A-P-H-Y-S-I-C-S dot com and uh, it's got a lot of information there about all my background as well so if people are curious you know where I'm coming from and who I am regarding this stuff um, please feel free to visit the uh, website and you know send us send, in, send us messages or any personal questions you have and so forth through that through either of the websites and we'd be happy to answer any questions and uh We'd love you back in the show, and I, I understand that we might sound completely nuts, <laughs> but it's it's information that we've studied for I've studied now for thirty years or even longer since since middle school really, um, and Dennis has for a long 15. time as well. You know, it's it's and there, there's all kinds of phenomenal researchers, and that's why we gave so many uh, plugs to the different people that we've. Um, <coughs> Uh, delved into over through the years in the beginning of the book in the dedication section because mm-hmm. you know this is a it's a group effort and so many people have brought their own bits and pieces of this story or information forward and when you put all the pieces together if you can just pull back and and lay it all out and see all how all the pieces fit together you'll see that we are we are in a giant conspiracy and the word conspiracy theorist comes from people who dared question the assassination of JFK when JFK warned us about a monumental conspiracy that is operating beyond, you know, anybody's wildest dreams. So it's, it's people need to understand that, you know, uh, it's not conspiracy if it's true. Right. And uh, Kurt says, I don't feel so crazy no more. What they talked about is happening and it's not a conspiracy. That's absolutely true. And here's the thing, guys, all conspiracies or all truth, I should say, all fact, were conspiracies at one time that we have mm-hmm. right now. So, sure. you know, yesterday's conspiracies is today's truth. Yeah. There so we've go. got to end the madness, end the mask madness, because they don't block viruses. So what in the world are we all? I see people in their cars wearing their masks when they're by themselves or they're jogging down the, around the lake with a mask on. 
You can walk into a restaurant with a mask on, then take it off and sit at a table among people and cough or sneeze and flood the whole restaurant with your cough or sneeze particles and so forth. Yet you have to wear it when you're walking by people. I mean, it's, it's well, it's a quick way to test the theory. Grab your mask, whichever one you're wearing. Grab an aerosol can and spray from the inside out. And uh, look on the other side and see how much That's stuff's right. coming out. There's a, guy that, there's a recent video. A guy used a vape, right? And he breathed it in and he exhaled in all of those masks. And it shows like the surgical mask, like it's all over the place. You know, you're not really blocking. It's meant to block the individual that's right in front of you as you're performing surgeries and so forth. But they take them off and they discard them after each procedure. But none of these masks block viruses. So what in the hell are we wearing masks for? It's an election year. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, we got to shut it down, guys. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate all the information. We will be bringing you guys back on because we need to finish this. There's so much more we need to know. So uh, until next time, take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. All righty, gentlemen. It's uh, we're going to say goodbye and uh, we'll catch you all later. Thank you all so much for being on the show and watching. I know this show was kind of out of the ordinary but we loved it because it is out of the ordinary gives everybody a lot to think about and remember like i said yesterday's conspiracies is the truth of today so keep that in mind and uh let's see what's going to happen here soon and we'll have these guys back on sometime in the near future real soon and we'll talk more about it take care everybody Excellent. take care, take care. That's an awesome show it's fun yeah you can see the wheels turn up. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're still on. Wow. Yeah.